Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? Happy weekend. It's Morgan here, and this is my favorite part of the Best Bits podcast because I get to bring on a fellow show member, and we get to talk about life and all the exciting things that are going on. And this weekend, I have a listener favorite. It's Scuba Steve. What's up, Scuba? Oh, a listener. I always love hearing that. I still feel like you're lying to me, but that's okay. I'm not lying to you, <laughs> but you guys are all their favorites. So. <laughs> exactly. But you do get a lot of more comments, okay. I should say. So oh, Cool, cool, cool. That, I, I it should that. make you feel good. I appreciate the feedback. <laughs> yes. I'm very excited. You know, I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I'm a little bit hungover because I went to the Carrie Underwood concert last night. So we are. Yes. I saw something. <gasps> I saw a tweet here of yours this morning when I was getting up super early. <laughs> and I was like, today is going to be a rough day when I read something that says... <laughs> My buzz has worn off. It's past my bedtime and I shouldn't have eaten cake. <laughs> I was like, today's going to be really cool. <laughs> I woke up and saw that I tweeted that. And I was like, what in the world was I possibly thinking? It was hilarious. <laughs> yes, I, it, it was. Uh, I, I know the moment that this happened, but I uh-huh. still like woke up and things were a little fuzzy. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good time, but yeah, yeah. I, I am, I'm struggling. Struggle bus. Yes, it's all and, good. You know, we got a lot going on. So, but we this do. may be a little chaotic. That's fine. I'm good and with it. That's who we are. So that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> We're going to kick things off at Lunchbox. He used the water bottle test to see if his wife is cheating. And this is just kind of a whole thing in itself because it came from TikTok and Lunchbox trying it on his wife, and his wife is way too smart for that. She's like, what are you doing? But he got audio of the whole thing, and we basically found out if she's cheating on him. And yeah, Spoiler, she's not. She's not, yeah, you exactly. Know. But you'll see that here in a bit. There are foods, apparently, that are very unique to the United States. And I want to know, if you were to move abroad, which one of these could you live without? Without. Okay, gotcha. Yep. So, like, you go abroad, you're, like, never going to have these again. That's okay. Okay. Or you're going to try and smuggle them into Europe. To bring it in. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Peanut butter. Peanut butter? That's only in America? Yep. So, like, there's 
From my understanding, there might be versions of these, but these are like these legit, like they don't taste the same. They could be a version of peanut okay. butter, but it's not our, the peanut butter that you know and love here. It's only in it. Okay, gotcha. Yes. I think I'd be okay with that because overseas they got Nutella and things like that. Mm. So I could survive. Yeah. And you know, I've as I've gotten older, I really love almond butter. Almond butter, yes. Hell over yeah. peanut butter. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. And I didn't anticipate that because when I first made this, I was like, this is terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now I'm like, I love almond butter yeah, over great. peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did something about it. So I'm with you. I think okay. I could go without it. But yeah, I do love Nutella oh, when they yeah. put them in like the uh, crepes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh. gosh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And a crepe. Woo. Yeah, a little croissant. My grandma used to make us crepes. Croissant. My grandma used to make us crepes. We had a little crepe maker. But except Ooh. for we were we were like sugar kids. So the only thing she did, I'm sure crepes, I found out as an adult, they are more than just what we had. But we just, in our crepes solely, it was just the crepe. And then she'd put like powdered sugar down the middle, like it was cocaine or something. She lined <laughs> it, it with, yeah, she lined it with, with sugar cocaine and then rolled it up like a joint. And that was like our, our breakfast on the weekends. Oh my God. Just sugar and a crepe. Do you do this with your kids now? Have you passed on the tradition? I haven't yet because I need to get that crepe maker. I haven't seen it anywhere. It was one of those like ass seen on TV things from the 80s. Mm. And my grandma's got it. So when next time I'm back home in Orlando, I'm going to sneak it and take it. I was going to say, you may have to take it because I don't think she's making crepes anymore. I don't think she is either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she get her wrists are too weak now. She can't pick anything up. Yep. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Uh, barbecue sauce. Oh, that'd be really tough. I would. I could make my own barbecue sauce. So I guess I could live without it because I'd make it. How would you make it? So I make a Carolina version type barbecue sauce. Yeah. Um, from off the top of my head, it's like it's usually like a sweeter based one. So I'll put like brown sugar to keep it sweet. But I think it's from what I can remember off the top of my head, it's like a vinegar, um, ketchup, um, brown sugar, sugar, mustard, and like a few other things. And you isn't, boil it on a pot. And Isn't that weird about barbecue sauce, how it's made with other Sauces. sauces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like think about the people that love barbecue sauce, especially in, in maybe, you know, some of the places that are full, like restaurants, they don't maybe they they have, use yeah. different things. But the fact that like the thing that you're remembering has ketchup and mustard in it. <laughs> wild. Yeah. Exactly. Condiments to make a condiment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So a homemade barbecue sauce instead of the store-bought, store-bought version. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I could live without it because I don't eat meat. Okay, true for you, yeah. So it just really kind of goes to the wayside anyway. It's a meat condiment, yeah. I do really love, this is a strange thing though, there's a place in town called Tailgate Brewery that I love, and they Uh make homemade chips and they put barbecue sauce like smothered in them with like melted cheese. Oh, that sounds awesome. And it's amazing. I love homemade chips when they slice the potato Mm -hmm. and they, oh my, it's like in and out, but a a chip, yes. Yep, go to Tailgate Brewery and they make like these loaded Homemade potato chips, barbecue sauce, cheese. You can get meat on them, and they're served with ranch. Tailgate Brewery? Yes. It sounds like, is that a national chain? It's not, I don't think so. I've only seen it here. Okay. But there's a few of them in town. Okay. So they've like kind of chained in Nashville, if that's a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like maybe a Mm -hmm. local chain. Yes. And they have good beer and everything. But yeah, you will love this place. Okay. All right. Cool. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah. It sounds familiar, but I've never seen it before. Uh huh. There's one in Midtown. You probably have driven by it. But I go to the headquarters one. That's the really cool one. Very kid friendly, too. Oh, yeah. 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 I've seen this before. Okay. Cool. Mm hmm. You would like those. Really cool. You like barbecue sauce. Hell yeah, I do. What about cereal? Cereal. They don't have cereal anywhere Uh else but here. This is truly an American thing. Yep. Somebody said they moved abroad and they're like, I really miss seeing the aisles of cereal because it's just not think, you know, and especially in like Europe and some of these other places, our food 
based on what I've seen on TikTok, our uh-huh. food is just so sugary and so processed. And that's yes. just really not how most of the other countries' foods are. Yeah, I've seen that. And then the, our portions are like, Americans are so mm-hmm. dang fat. They're like, you eat so much, you eat so much sugar. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's like, yeah, but it's, but you're not living a good life because we got some damn good food over here and I'm okay with it. Yeah, we're all addicted. Is yeah, the I problem. I'm okay with adult onset diabetes. <laughs> I don't give a crap. Give me that damn sugar. Yeah. I want it. Yep. So, so what about cereal? Could you live without it? I could not live without cereal. There is no effing way. You're I could not do it. doing well so far. I would not do it. That's why I haven't left America. <laughs> I mean, I'll travel. I mean, the furthest I've traveled is places that are still close enough to America, like mm. the Bahamas and Mexico. You're going to be that guy that smuggles in with your suitcase of food. I'm bringing some cereal. Yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Okay. Number one cereal for you. Number one cereal. uh, I think as a kid, it was, well, I liked Lucky Charms, but I was always pissed because my sister would get the box before we could, like, as soon as we come back from the PX, which was like this Navy base type shopping thing, she would come back with a box of Lucky Charms that effing afternoon. She'd open it up and I'd hear her eating all of the marshmallows. And so the next morning we'd wake up and they'd just be the freaking, you know, the other parts of the Lucky mm-hmm. Charms that no one wants. So yeah. I like Lucky Charms, but I never really got it until I was an adult. So I'd say my adult <laughs> cereal will be Lucky Charms because I finally got to have the marshmallows. Mm. Yep. But, still longer <laughs> ruined for you. Yeah. But as a child, this sounds really weird, but I grew up with my grandparents. So I used to love and I still love the oatmeal squares. You ever okay. seen those? I have seen them. I don't know what they're like official name is i think it's oatmeal squares it? like, it's like quaker oats oatmeal squares oh, okay and quaker oats. so it's not kellogg's the like one brand that i know of no no cereal. no no. <laughs> yeah. no i believe it the like you know the quaker oat guy with the cartoon guy with yep. the blue hat i know yeah. him because of oatmeal but i don't know him from cereal oatmeal. yes so it's not a cereal that most children or probably any children would ever order or ask for but it looks like this and it's usually like a brown sugar flavor um, you, I'm sure you've seen it on the aisle. Oh yeah. Okay. I but have you, seen this, but you've never picked it up. Cause why the hell would you get this? Yeah, no, out of all the options, that's it's not like, one I would choose. It's a, it's an over 70 person type cereal, mm-hmm. which is why I had it. Cause my grandparents, but man, I'll tell you what, I could eat six or seven of those bowls sometimes on a Sunday morning, or if we were to skip school and stay home and watch prices, right. I would slam some squake, some quicker. Oats, I mean, squares. does it taste like the brown sugar cinnamon oatmeal? Uh, so I don't like oatmeal, so I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I've had oatmeal once and I almost threw up. Okay, well, let me tell you, this okay. is the best, like the only option for oatmeal is this brown sugar cinnamon. Just like, you okay. know how the Pop-Tart, have you had the brown sugar oh, hell yeah, cinnamon Pop-Tart? Yeah, God, yeah. Like clutch. Don't tell me they don't have Pop-Tarts overseas either. Is that on the list or we don't know? That's not on the list, but I okay. don't think it's going to be overseas okay. <laughs> based on this list. <laughs> so if it's got sugar in it and it tastes good, it's not going to be overseas. Mm, probably not. If it's okay. processed, yeah, this is probably not. Okay, gotcha. And um, processed. But yeah, yeah, OG OG taste. So like that's what I think of when I think of these oatmeal squares. Okay. So did it have like this very kind of sugar cinnamon cinnamon yes. taste to it? It did. It was very plain and bland, but then that sugar would come through and kick, mm. especially when you drink the milk afterwards and okay. you can taste it. And, oh my God, that I love it. I love it so much. And I think I also loved honeycombs as well. Remember honeycombs? Yeah, like, but out of all the fruity, like, sugary options, these are the two that you're choosing. <laughs> I mean, if I could, if I only could eat one cereal for the rest of my life, it'd be oatmeal squares. And I'd be okay Wild. with it. Yeah, it's Wild. freaking delicious. I think I saw in that box, too, they got, like, 10 grams of protein for, like, a healthy cereal. <laughs> yeah. And a seven-year-old eating that. Like, that was, like, I loved it. <laughs> well, in all fairness, yeah. the, the cereal that I loved growing up was Raisin Bran. Ooh, okay, so it's kind of okay. Yeah, it is kind of also an old person cereal, which I it love is. Raisin Bran too. My dad ate it, and it was always at the house. And we even always had fruity pebbles. But let me tell you what I did with this raisin bran. Okay, okay. it might have been healthy, uh-huh. <laughs> the great choice because it had raisins and almonds yeah. and you know the good cereal in it. But what I did, and this is probably why I liked it, is I doused it in sugar. You put more sugar in it. I had 
I had the cereal and then I had milk and on the top of it, I would just douse it. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't ask me how I learned or figured yeah, this out. To put on, yeah. But for years, I couldn't eat Raisin Bran without sugar, sugar. on top of it. God. And it already had so much sugar. It does. Those I feel like those raisins, because they're the way they're processed, oh, yeah. they're they're like packed full of mm -hmm. sugar pellets. Oh yeah, this is not a healthy cereal. Like it, mm. it, it disguises itself as one. Because the grain isn't. side of it, yeah. Yeah, it is not. It and is especially not. how I ate it, it isn't. No, and it gave me gas. I remember I was farting all day long. <laughs> <laughs> this is all why it's an older people's cereal. Exactly, yeah. First my grandpa would fart and then I would follow with some parts of it, and then the whole house would just smell awful. Oh my god, that's funny. So this yeah. is why you're sticking to the oatmeal. Squares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this makes sense. Less gassier, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I've, you know, at least broadened my horizons. And now my really big favorite is uh -huh. when they put the, and this is a new one they released, Fruity Pebbles with Marshmallows. Oh, cool. Okay. So good. Oh, because I love Fruity Pebbles and Cocoa Pebbles. Yes. And it's oh, like yeah. if you mix Lucky Charms and Fruity Pebbles, but like the best parts of them. Yeah. It's like TGIF Fridays. Did you ever watch that? TGIF yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. When like you'd be on the, you watch Family Matters and someone from Step by Step would come on the show and you'd be like, whoa, yep. there's Suzanne Summers on the set of this. Like, how is that possible? Like the best day ever. Exactly. Then she had to rush over to her other set because her show's about to start <laughs> in 20 minutes. How is she going to do this? Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so cool. What so a, it's exactly like that. It's like combining all your favorite things. That's so badass. I have to try that now oh you'll love it because my you, kid, my mm -hmm. oldest is almost five now and he's like he loves cereal and so i'm all about like reliving the cereal again with him oh my gosh yes it's so good okay cool. and it should still be out there i think they kept it because it performed really well oh so it was limited time and then they were like we gotta keep it i think don't okay. quote me on that but i believe it's still out there oh yeah okay cool there's our there's our cereal chat for the day all right what about craft mac and cheese um yeah i can live i mean as a kid i couldn't but mm -hmm. now as an adult i really don't care my son couldn't live without it because he loves macaroni and cheese. But again, I can make homemade macaroni and cheese. Yeah, and there's so many versions of like pasta cheese basically yeah. at this point that especially probably in Europe, you could totally evolve. Oh my God, yeah. You're over, you're near Italy. You can get really good homemade pasta from people who created yes. pasta. Yeah, so I feel like that one we could do without. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of another bad meal that I had growing up, I used to eat mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, and bread with butter. <laughs> that was my dinner. You sound like my sister. <laughs> well, I was vegetarian. Like my parents okay, were like, "What yeah, do we true. feed you?" Yeah, yeah. Everything and cheese was and bread. cheese. Everything <laughs> yeah. was cheese. It was grilled cheese, cheese pizza, mac and cheese. Like they they had one food group. True, especially back then too. The I mean, vegetarians, especially where you grew up in Kansas, mm -hmm. people were probably like vegetarian. What the hell? Why, what the hell's wrong with your kid? Yeah, there wasn't like yeah. veggie options. Of no, things. come on. In the South, get mm -mm. it. Forget about it. it. Was that was more of like a West Coast? Even then, the West Coast it was still kind of newer. Mm -hmm. Did you eat the Velveeta one where you could scrape the cheese out of it? Oh, I did love Velveeta. Okay. I did, but listen, that Kraft mac and cheese, chef's the powdered. Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever genuinely am like so nostalgic and just need like a taste of home, uh -huh. I make Kraft mac and cheese. Uh -huh. I get some home style golden potatoes mash. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I get a slice of white bread. With some butter. Not toasted. Yeah. Butter. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't even toast it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did you at least put it in the microwave and nuke it a little bit so it's no. a little warm and the butter would melt? No, it was so good. Oh, my God. Oh I go, God. like, I, I genuinely look back as my diet as a kid, and uh -huh. I, scuba, I was ripped. Like, uh -huh. but granted, I played a lot of sports. So I think True. that really Metabolism balanced. Metabolism was super high, yeah. <laughs> yes. But the things that I ate, oh, my gosh. Like, how is it possible that I'm still here? I don't understand yeah. in any capacity. So, yeah, that that was uh, my okay. Kraft mac and cheese right. days. So yeah, that's why I think I can go without <laughs> Yeah, totally. That does make sense to thinking about now. Like you grew up in an era where vegetarians weren't a thing and you lived in an area where it wasn't. So it must have been really difficult for your parents mm -hmm. to find things to 
to feed you. Like, what the hell do we feed her? We don't even know what to do. Oh, yeah. Well, and I didn't like anything. I was at that time uh-huh. because I was so young. I didn't like, I didn't want broccoli. I yeah. want green beans. You're a picky kid, yeah. I wanted the best food, and that totally. was cereal and stuff, cheese and carbs. <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> as a parent, you're like, as long as she's eating, I don't give a crap. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Who cares? That's what you get to. You're like, as long as she's mm-hmm. fed and isn't hangry, feed her whatever she wants. Yep. But see, that's the problem now. My uh-huh. metabolism is not the same. I cannot eat that stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is why I have a gluten intolerance yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, well, well, we'll end it on this one. Ranch. Okay. Ranch? I don't give a crap about ranch. At all? I can go away forever. I think it's gross. Oh, scuba. Ugh, I don't like ranch. Well, hey, speaking of cheese, Velveeta cheese is also on this list. Okay, cool. That'd be tough. But I can get over it because I've progressed in life past that. Okay, we've, we've moved forward. Move Taco forward. seasoning's also on this list. Taco seasoning? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, in my, it's in my pantry. I use it, but I could go without it. Cornbread? Cornbread. Um, at one point in time, I would be like, hell no, I need it, but I, but I'm over. I don't really care. Okay. Flaming hot Cheetos. I don't care about, I don't like flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah. I like Cheetos. I don't really care about the flaming ones. Yeah. And when the Bobby shared that fun fact about Cheetos in the like world war II, how yeah, it yeah. created, I'm like, eh, we probably should have looked into that more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little sketchy. Maple uh-huh. syrup. Maple syrup would be tough because I love breakfast. I'm a breakfast person and mm. I love me some syrup on my waffles or pancakes. Yeah. That'd be real tough to be without. Yeah. How do you eat, how do you eat like pancakes, French toast, waffles without maple syrup? Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe they don't have those things. Over, is this, so this is overseas or this is outside of the United States of America? Just outside of the United States. Because oh, then I just moved to Canada then where they are big on maple syrup and I'd still be okay. Yes. I think you should. I think there's maybe some that have some of these. Okay. But not what we are. Like you said. Just not what we're known what to. We're used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Reese's peanut butter cups. That'd be really hard. I love mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. Those are really, that'd be tough. Like I said, it's basically all of our processed food. Yeah. Although they have really good candy overseas, like in Europe. Like they have like the Kinders and all that crap that they have. Mm-hmm. So I think I'd be, I'd be okay. I'd find something that I could enjoy. Yeah. And freaking Belgium, they have, the whole, oh like God. that's where chocolate was made. Yeah. I think it would be okay. I'd be able mm-hmm. to find something similar to it, if not better. But I do know that like when you get cravings for thing and nostalgia, and then you can't ever... I have learned if I get a craving for something, I can't make up for it. I just have yeah. to like satisfy that craving in some capacity, or I'm just going to eat a bunch of stuff that's not going to satisfy the craving. And I'll try and they won't feel. I remember when I first moved to California, I was like, man, I'm going to miss me some public subs. Ooh, oh, pub public subs. Sub. Oh, I, was like, I really want one. And I went to a place called Safeway, which is like their version of Publix. And I went, I remember my first day at work and I went over there. I was like, man, I really want a sub. And like you, I went to where they, where they make their subs. It was fine, mm. but man, it wasn't a public sub at all. Cause it didn't come with the good sweet tea and those, those, whatever those that brand of chips they always had. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> and so for like 50, almost 15 years, I was like, ah, you need it. I needed it. So whenever I'd go back home to Orlando to visit family, I was, I was like, I need to go to Publix to get a pub sub. I want to go to Tijuana flats and get their uh, queso, whatever thing, and I want to go to an Atlanta Magic game. The three things that I can't get over in California. No, oh, yeah, and those are very specific to Florida. <laughs> like, there's no getting them over there. No, not at all. No, what, not so whatever. I did. I had my first pub sub when I moved to Nashville. Okay, like well, maybe two years ago, I had my first one. Oh, damn, because mm-hmm. yeah, you didn't have Publix. Yeah, for the longest time, Publix was just in Florida. Yeah, they only recently expanded outside to, mm-hmm. to go for the north. Okay, that makes sense for you. Yeah. Um. So Hillary, that used to work on the yes, show, is from big Florida. On it. Oh yeah, she's a huge Publix fan. Oh yeah. And when we had to go get food for a float trip, she's like, we need pub subs. I'm like, what the heck is a pub sub? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, is that a sandwich? <laughs> we go to some bar and drink, you know, yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? And yeah, she was right though. And you are right. It is oh, yeah. 
the most delicious sandwich I think I've had. It it compares to like how you go and get Pub Sub, I go home and get Good Sense, which is like my favorite Good sandwich Sense? place. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's listen, I got a year of free sandwiches from there when I was in college and it oh, was cool. the best year of my life. So it's called Good like Sense, like 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 since you've been gone. Like money. Oh, like sense. Oh, good that sense. sense. Mm-hmm. Good sense. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what what was our signature thing that what, what they were known for? It wasn't for? like a pub set, but they just all their ingredients are so fresh. Like, just they right then and there, and it was okay. just everything about. It. And they made this cheese mix, which is my favorite sandwich. <laughs> okay, where they put like five different cheeses on it, That's and awesome. it's like, it, and I eat cold sandwiches most of the time because I don't have meat on them. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it was just so good. Like something about how their ingredients, the bread that they make. I don't. I can't explain it to you, Scuba. Well, you have to explain to me how you got free subs for a year, though. Uh, I entered a, a drawing and oh, I really? got chosen. They picked you. <laughs> yeah, my freshman year of college. Can you imagine? That's bad. I always put my name in those damn boxes at the front mm-hmm. where it's like get. It's usually like get a free meal or whatever. I've seen the ones where it's like free for a year yep. and they never freaking pick me ever. Yeah, I never know anyone they ever picked, which I always thought mm-hmm. it was a bullcrap contest that no one ever, they just wanted you for a mailing list or something. I never thought anyone ever won these things. That is also true. Okay. Yeah, you do yeah. get put on a lot of mailing lists. Yeah. Lessons. Yeah. I would get a lot of emails and phone calls and text messages <laughs> yeah. that I didn't want about their 10% off or whatever, but uh-huh. you actually were a real person that won. Yep. And a wow. year of free sandwiches. And let me tell you, I used every bit of that <laughs> card yeah. as a freshman in college. Is good sense still around? Oh yeah. I, when I go home for Christmas, I always get one. This is in Wichita? Yep. They have them in... Like all of Kansas. Oh, so it's a chain. Like, Good Sense Deli Fresh mm-hmm. Subs. I think it's in the Midwest. I don't think it's expanded past the Midwest. Okay. I believe. Hell yeah. Well, they, yeah, they yeah. Can find your location. They have a whole map. Mm-hmm. Hell but yeah, yeah okay. it's really good. So just like very fresh ingredients okay. for like a good sandwich shop. And never underestimate a good sandwich shop. Oh, hell no. Oh, no. There's a spot in the Bay uh, that me and my wife, it's another one of those ones. Like if we go back to the Bay, we got to go there. Mr. Pickles. And if I could expand mm. and franchise them here in Nashville, I would love to do that. Because same like you, it's all about the fresh ingredients. They're really, really good. They have really good bread that they mm-hmm. put in there. There's like Cuban sweet bread they usually use and then Dutch crunch bread. And then they've got the fresh baked cookies. And oh, it's just such a really, really good I sandwich know. shop. Really and I, good. Like I found some places here and they're like, you know, like I said, pub sub and there's fine. things. But it just never compares to the one that you exactly. know and you love and remember. So your spot, uh, Good Sense, mm-hmm. is all throughout Missouri, uh, Kansas. A little, oh, actually, not even in Kansas. It's in Kansas City, but I guess. Well, so there's one in Manhattan, which okay. is my college town in Kansas. I wonder why it, it's not popping up on the map. And then they have Arkansas. In Wichita. There's obviously two there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They okay. just may not be on the map right there. But yeah, they're definitely there. Okay, cool. All mm-hmm. right, I'll have to put that so on the, the list. So the Midwest of areas. Yeah, Midwest for sure. If you sure, ever yeah, find Louis. yourself driving through Kansas. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a, there's a bunch in St. Louis. Mm, yeah. Okay. Cool. Hell yeah. They're really good. All good right. chain. I would definitely choose them over Subway every day. Oh yeah. The uh, headquarters is DeSoto, Kansas. So I imagine that's where they started. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Hey, cool. Kansas. Kansas got the food. We also are the home of Pizza Hut. So. <clears throat> Hell yeah! Exactly. Pizza Hut's awesome. Yeah. Another so nostalgic good. place. I know. Okay, we could talk about food all day. This could yeah, turn we, into a food podcast. It will. And then you and I has. are going to be hungry, and it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> yeah, I'm, now I'm hangry because I haven't had food yet. Know, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But we had to it's talk okay. about it. It's fine. It's all good. I, we did also have to talk about rejected segments on the show this week. That's coming in at number six. Uh-huh. But we're not going to talk about the rejected segments. But this is one of my rejected segments that didn't make it on Rejected or the show. <laughs> or anywhere. It's dead. Yep. It's, it's dead, dead until segments. here. It's yeah, exactly. revived on the best bit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I thought it's pretty funny because I need to tell you a story and I want to know if this has ever happened for you. Okay. The question is, who's the wildest person you've 
caught sneaking a peek at your Instagram stories. Okay. And the reason this is getting brought up is because recently, and I, you know, amazingly have a lot of followers on there and that's really cool. And so most of the time I don't really see anyone I know in my stories. It's just Uh a bunch of people. But one face looked very particular this past week and she was popping up a few times and it was my high school bully. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bet you didn't see that one coming. No, you're going to be like, and it was Tom Cruise. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, my that would be really cool. Bully. That'd be really cool. <laughs> Holy crap. That's yeah. hilarious. Uh-huh. And I was like, mm. is she your best friend now? She loves everything you do. I mean, she's definitely very curious about what uh-huh. I do and what I've okay. been up to. And okay. I saw her and it, she did it a few days. Like it wasn't just one okay. day and like, you know, accidentally saw it. it was a few days. So I don't even know if maybe she's still looking at it and she's like you know a fan of the show and something has happened but i'm yeah. like oh my gosh have the tables turned yeah <laughs> oh yeah uh-huh so uh-huh. that that was my very interesting moment i saw this happen and i was like i and all the things that i ever thought to happen that was not one of them not at all if, if you get a dm that says hey by chance you got any morgan wallen tickets when oh, he comes yeah. to town mm-hmm. then you know the objective and the agenda here oh yeah but listen there was never a you know that was never fixed that was never reconciled like it's still so it's still up in the air it's still not a good okay. situation got it cool 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 <laughs> so that's mine <laughs> wow okay what about you so i was thinking i had a couple of them and i was thinking about the one from a while back and it was on twitter and um, it was even more, it was so weird. You ever heard of Devin Sawa? Devin Sawa. He wa- most recently was in the Chucky TV show franchise, but he was the teenage heartthrob in the 90s. He was in Casper, Little Giants. Oh, okay. Yes. He looks familiar. Like yeah, he was, did, did a Final Destination was his big mm-hmm. one. So he was in a lot of like 90s, 2000s and then just kind of just went, <laughs> disappeared for a oh, while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I respected because I was like, oh, this guy went away, had kids, did a, did a family thing. And took all his 90s money and just mm-hmm. living it up. And then one day, it was like maybe five years ago, he posted something and I commented. And then he he never comments back to anyone. And he was like, Scuba effing, are you the real Scuba effing, Steve? And I was like, and I was like, what? Devin Sawa knows who I am? What the heck's happening right now? What's what 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 world do I live in? Because I just remember him being like this kid I would see on the on the screen. like, And I wanted to be I mean, him. Yeah. As a kid, I wanted, like, I wanted to be an actor and I want to be just like Devin Sawa. Was he in these movies? Was he the kid or was he like a dad? Because I can't. No, he's tell. a kid. No. Okay. He, so he's a dad now. But when he was in the movies, like he was like the JTT era, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Mm-hmm. So he was always like the the guy that everyone was like the heartthrob. And then in Final Destination, he was like the main character in Final Destination. Um, I think he's one that kept living all throughout them or mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, he played that. That was his character, and then just kind of disappeared and came back recently. And now he does acting, but now he's much older. He's an adult and. Different, you know, different person. But I was like, oh, my God, he know, what the hell? And then, now, and then he followed me. And now him and I tweet all the time and stuff. I'm like, what the hell is happening right Still now? Still to this day, you guys do? Yeah, it's crazy. I'm looking at just like all his work and wow, that is wild. Impressive is he still resume. acting? Still acting, yeah. The most recent thing he did, he did a Bruce Willis movie. And then he did the, you know, Chucky the doll. They came out with a new TV show franchise. And he was in that for a few okay. episodes or a season or two. So he's still doing light acting again. But. I was like, wow, that's really cool. Devin saw it. What the hell? This is crazy. That is wild. That's yeah. a good one. I was like, what the hell? It's so cool. And then on Instagram, to fit the theme of that, uh, recently it was at, CM- at the CMAs. I posted a picture mm. in front of the guitar, not guitar, in front of the drum set of the Black Keys drummer. Oh, yeah. Patrick Carney. And I, mm. I tagged him in it. I always tag everyone in it. And then he reposted it. And then he followed me. And then he started like looking at my stories and liking things and Dang. commenting on things by his kid and stuff or whatever. And I was like, whoa. Because I've loved the Black Keys since like 
2013. So basically, you guys are BFFs now. I guess so. But so at the Million Dollar Show, because he's married to Michelle Branch. Oh, I didn't know that. So, so at the Million Dollar Show, he was there. And I had this moment where I was like, oh, do I say anything? Do I go up to him? Like, what do I do? And he was like standing right there. So like backstage on the, if you're looking at the stage on the left side, um, we were all hanging out over there. And like, where you come in from those doors, we mm-hmm. came from the back area. And he was by all the posters that everyone signs. He just, and he's very, like he sticks out like a sore thumb because he's like a tall dude. Like I do, I know who you're talking about now yes. just because of this description. Very like hipster looking guy uh-huh. all by himself, like kind of thumbing on his phone, very like LA. And we had his other counterpart, um, here in studio when we had Hank Williams Jr. in um, uh, Dan Auerbach. So he was the, mm. guy, the guy with the sunglasses that was yes. playing and Bobby was asking him, like, what's it like working with Hank Williams and stuff? So he does, they so they have a group and then he does his own thing on his, on his own too. But So we met him and when we met him, I was really nervous. I've never been nervous before to meet people except for like bands that I really like. Yeah, you guys in like these rock bands, man, oh, man. like they get you. Oh, yeah. They totally get me. So then when I saw him there, I'm like, I was so <laughs> nervous. And I kept toying with like going to talk to him, not talking to him. And then when I finally mustered up the courage, that was when Michelle Branch was done. And so they went in the elevator and went up and I never saw him again. Scuba, you guys are BFFs <laughs> online. I know, but I didn't. I was so nervous. And when I finally got the courage, it was too late. And I was like, ah. Scuba, I'm so disappointed. And right I now. told my wife and she said, what the hell is wrong with you? She's like, if you follow each other on Instagram and you, you talk to him and he looks at your stuff, it's like, just say something to him. And I was like, you I know. You could have like even made that friendship even more of a thing because you're like hey i'm scuba we follow each other on instagram like i love your stuff i know and his son plays drums and my son plays drums and i always talk about stuff like that was a perfect moment too he wasn't even working i know and i have like no real friends so he could be my real friend here in nashville hey (laughs) i feel offended now I, I, I resent that. Well, not real, but I, no, I'm kidding. I meant more <laughs> no, like, I get you know it. I mean? Like people who like, who have like, like, like a kid, like uh, my wife would be like, Hey, you turn bright red. Yeah. I, I promise it's okay. <laughs> but yes, I get it. And now I'm even yeah. more disappointed for you. I know. I was so butthurt when he got in that elevator. And then I was like, God, you're butthurt at yourself. Yes. Cause, cause the only I'm, person I'm, to blame is you. Now I'm never going to see him again. Cause we're never going to have that moment. It'll never be there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it was almost like you know, the universe was telling me as he's, he was like standing there. He was like in the, he was over oh, here. He's, he's act, like scuba is acting out now. He was over in the corner all by himself. Just going like this, just thumbing, like looking around almost like, like a, like a, a gazelle in the African a jungle. Zell. Oh great. Now like he's being like, kind of like put his butt up in the air and be like, come on, get some of this. Oh, that's and, what you thought was happening. I, okay. Well, not sexual, but like in a way of like, I'm over here, come get me. Yeah. And, and he was there for me to come get him, and I didn't. I didn't go get him, and now I don't know when that moment will ever happen again. Now I would like to point out how <sighs> you can see how it's really hard to meet people in person for dating because that is what it's like. You're like <laughs> the anxiety. They're very attractive. Yes, great. I should go up to him. Never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> just no missed opportunity. Yeah, it's long gone. Mm-hmm. And you just had that moment with your man. Yep. Yeah, I know. You could have had a whole man crush, best friend, bromance yeah. situation. I know. And you didn't let it happen. I didn't. That's my fault. Dang. It's all me. So yeah, that, Patrick, that oppor- I would say like, hey, it could happen again, but I just don't hey, see that it's opportunity happening happen again. So let's just be real here. Unless I happen to see him no. at the same place again that next time. What it's just no, it's dead. It's dead. Scuba. Well, you know what? You still have your moments on Instagram, and yeah, you can safely say that we'll keep making you happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm trying to find like a silver lining. I but know there is no silver lining. Nope, I, I, I lost out. We're yeah. just we're just gonna. We don't. He lost out because I'm awesome. It's your fault. <laughs> Coming in hot at the number five spot, Bobby shared how he got started in radio after a listener called in and kind of wanted his story. So short story version, Scuba, 
What's yours? Because Abby and I, on a recent Best Bits, we like talked about the evolution of our careers, which was really fun. So I want to hear yours. So mine, I mean, the iteration of it, of just getting into the radio side and skipping everything leading up to it, is my original plan was to attack from the inside. And what I mean by that was I was in a band (laughs) and there was a local radio station called WJRR. And it was like the station that, like, into this day is still the powerhouse rock station. Stations have come and gone and couldn't compete against them. They literally have killed other stations across the street because it's that powerful of a radio station. Wow. Like, it's super powerful. Like, it just rules that market. And Orlando's a very big rock market. Country and rock also bleed. So you got that. But this, it's that's the station in Orlando besides XL, which is the pop station. So they do a weekend thing called Native Noise. And it was all about, you know, like, local bands and stuff. And so my plan was to get a job in radio, to infiltrate, and then get my band's music on the radio. <laughs> oh, this, was this your screamo band where you were the lead yes. scream singer? Yes, yeah, the lead scream singer. I don't know if band. that's how what it's called, but that's just how it I It is called like lead it. screamer, yeah, lead vocalist. Okay, it actually is called the lead screamer. Yeah, yeah. I was not far off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So the, the plan was to, to take this and bring it inside and get on the radio. And so that was my whole plan. And then in that plan, it obviously turned into much more. It turned into a career. But when I went in there and I had to work a lot, like it was I was an intern. So I was working for the I wasn't even on the rock station yet. I got an in with the pop station, XL 106.7. So I, I, I had to get my way in, but through a way to get to the next in. And so I didn't have a job at the rock station yet, but it was there in the cluster. You know how it is when you're working for any company or our job. Everyone mingles. Everyone's in the same building. It's all right there. So I was like, okay, well, at least I'm in and I'm going to just network and talk to the rock guy and figure this thing out. And my time and dedication to this, it was an internship first. And then a position was I was working like seven days a week. I was working the morning show. Then I was staying as long as I could to just do whatever I could. And then the hours and time went into this job. And then they were starting to get butt hurt because I wasn't coming to band practice or we couldn't schedule any more shows because I was so busy because I was working on this. And I was like, but no, guys, this is the plan. We have to work on this. Like, I'm going to get in and I'm in now. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> so just be patient. And of course, and then other things happen. And then the band ended up breaking up because I wasn't mm-hmm. around anymore. And I was constantly doing this work thing. So what ended up being the plan to get in to play <laughs> the music ended up being my way to get in to start a career. I love this. Yep. And so uh, I was this like, okay, is so cool. scuba Steve. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it worked out for me as far for me, not for the band. And I always had aspirations anyways, just in entertainment as well. So it also kind of filled buckets of wanting to always be on Nickelodeon, which was in my backyard. Nickelodeon studios was there in Orlando, Disney. So I always wanted to be a, an actor. So this kind of like filled that and got me into entertainment. So I was like, okay, cool. So the band's no longer together, but now I'm fulfilling this need for, the entertainment side of me mm-hmm. and I was like well hell F it I'm just gonna the band's over I'm just gonna pursue what I want and so I just kept grinding at it and then f- funny enough I got laid off from the the XL morning show and like three months later I got a phone call from the rock guy who I was networking with and he's like hey man I got an opportunity coming up just lay low or uh, you know I got something and then sure enough three months later from the layoff to then I got hired on by the rock guy. So I'm like, if this band would have waited, I'm now on the rock side. Uh-huh. Like I'm here now. I yep. manifested it. I'm here, but now there's no band and there's no music to put out. Did you ever even, even though the band was still not there, did you ever play your music? No, we never had anything recorded. Mm. Uh, we had like these like little crappy eight track 
like cassette recordings. It wasn't like a studio recording. Got it. So you, I, couldn't, you didn't have anything to play. Nothing to play, really. But I figured that within this process, I would get in and then we'd I'd meet people to be able to go to a recording studio, get recording time or use the studio to record something decent mm-hmm. to at least play on not like the main shows like Monday through Friday, but at least the, the weekend native noise. I could at least get in there and put it on there with LT and and I was like, but they were gone. <laughs> and so they lost their opportunity. But then it worked out for me because, mm-hmm. again, like it started this career. And then, and then but then when I got in with him, then we started. A, a, it was a sports station. And then he had me work at the rock station. Then I ended up going back to the morning show at XL with Johnny and working with them. And then I was working like every day, all hours of the morning and mm-hmm. night and never sleeping. But then it paid off because then I left Orlando, moved to San Francisco and. Did all that, and then San Francisco to L.A. And so was San Francisco. How long were you there for before you did L.A. and Seacrest? So I was there for about five, six years, okay. and I had moved there with no job because I quit my job in Orlando and moved with my was then fiance turned wife turned ex wife. Okay, yep. <laughs> Her evolution. Mm-hmm. She was my band in that chapter. Oh yeah. Okay. We're kind of going away. I guess we want to kind of parallel it. Yeah, I but, like it. I like the parallels. Yeah, but for me, it was it was a good thing because I would have never left Orlando. I'm not saying that would have been fine, but I was always getting the carrot dangled of, oh, you'll be full time one day. And I was working part time, but not working part time. And I was OK with that because I knew that this is my grind and I loved it and I wanted to be there and I was OK with it. Um, but I never was, I don't think I would have, I mean, I would eventually got it, but it would have taken forever. Cause it's mm-hmm. a, it's a market where if you're there, it's a bunch of homers and they have been there forever and they don't want to lose a job cause it's a great gig. So they're doing whatever it takes to keep their job. Cause it's a great city and a great place to be on morning drive and have your own show. And you don't really lose that gig until someone retires, gets fired or dies. Yeah. So I was, I had to have that, you know, that come to Jesus of, well, it's never going to come or it's going to be a long time. So I'm going to go to San Francisco with my, uh, my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And I knew nothing about San Francisco. All I knew was the song California Girls. <laughs> Katy Perry, I think it was a song 2008, 9 or whatever. I knew the the 49ers and that was it. I didn't even realize Oakland was across the bay. Like that was that close. I knew nothing geographically about San Francisco. Packed up the U-Haul, drove across the country with her and two dogs. Went to San Francisco with no job. Um, I sent a few emails before I left the company to like the PDs and stuff like, Hey, I'm coming to your area. Here's my personal email. If you want to meet cool. And they all ended up responding, which is cool. So then when I got to SF with no job, I met the PD of wild 949. who was like the top 40 station. Um, and then I met the operations manager of the whole cluster and I met a couple other people. And, um, and then that was another thing where it was like three months later, the, the the meetings turned into, hey, um, I've actually got a, an opening with Ryan Seacrest, like the affiliate thing here. And it, it's nothing that not a morning show, not what you're wanting or what you're used to, or what you came from. But it's still an in. And I was like, I'm all about ends because my end last time turned into mm-hmm. more. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll locally edit the Seacrest crap and put it on the air and do whatever, whatever you need. I'll, literally, I, I would clean the boards. I'd do whatever the hell he needed to prove myself to him. And then that then was, there was an opening. There was an opening on his morning show on the hot AC station, which is star one Oh one three with a guy named Don blue. Who's legendary to the Bay. Like one of those guys who had been there since the seventies. And so he was like the staple of the Bay area. So then I got to work with him in his final three year, two and a half years. I worked with him for about a year and change of that and kind of like re-energized him and, and had fun with him and got to learn a lot. Like this guy is, full of knowledge mm-hmm. and in a massive market like that. And so I learned a lot from him and got put under his wing and then I positioned and then I got, and I was like, 
I, I was looking for something younger because I was in my 20s and I was like, I want like a fun, outgoing show. And that's when I met uh, JV and Rico and that whole uh, group at Wild. And then I got that job as their executive producer and we started to syndicate the show and doing all that stuff. So it was always like getting somewhere. I guess my whole point is for anyone listening to this is taking that opportunity, whether it be super small and insignificant, it's all about getting in. Mm -hmm. And once you're in, the hardest thing in the world is to get into a company and get into a business that you're wanting to get in. But once you're in, you're in. You've now made it, you're in, and now it's all about navigating yourself within that company and networking and meeting the right people and busting your ass and proving yourself. Mm -hmm. Especially in the entertainment industry. Oh, especially in the entertainment industry. It's all, people are like, oh, I just want to get on TikTok and blow up and become famous. F that. And if that does happen to you, congratulations, you got lucky. But it really takes a lot of grinding and hard work to make something in this industry. And in my opinion, make something that's um, credible and, and, and... I'm trying to find the right words. Not trying to put down any tech talk superstars, but <laughs> there's a lot of grinding that's gone into a your career. A lot of grinding. I didn't mm-hmm. wake up one morning and shoot a video of me in bed and it went viral and someone mm-hmm. someone paired or beeping that. Whatever, it's a podcast and someone yeah. someone duoed it and you became famous. F you. I grinded my ass off for years and years and made no effing money. Mm. Oh, hi, Remy. <laughs> yeah, you Wait, my pain? I told y'all it was chaos today. Yeah, Remy's yeah. also in the studio yeah, with yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to hold my emotions back when we start talking about San Francisco and all that crap. But um, so I just I kept moving, kept moving, and kept moving up and moving up and then learning a lot from like just like some of the most, um, I guess, instrumental people in the industry, especially on the West Coast. So it was really cool for me to learn all from all these people, especially thinking back that my whole point was just to come into this business and get my music on the radio. Mm -hmm. And here I am doing all these things and meeting all these really cool people and working with these amazing people. And then in that process of going on the JV show, he gave me the courage because my wife was doing all these crazy things, mostly probably for content because he he got great content out of it. But encouraging me to leave her and be single and, and date and enjoy a city like San Francisco and the melting pot of the people that live there and so many different cultures. And it was a good experience. And then he then connected me with my now wife and that whole thing. And um, so then after San Francisco, sorry, yeah. so after San Francisco, you went to Seacrest. Yeah, I went to Seacrest and I left JV, which is a really hard thing because he was kind of like a big brother and a father figure at that part of my life. Um, so I left him and he was really mad about that because he thought I left him for Seacrest, but I didn't leave him for Seacrest. I did another one of those moves where I always wanted to, I always wanted to be in LA as a kid. The LA was my thing. I've always wanted to be in LA going back to when I was talking about how I wanted to be on Nickelodeon and Disney. Mm-hmm. LA was always something I, I always wanted. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in San Francisco, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so close to LA now. And I think I reached this feeling after being on a show for a few years of like, this is cool, but man, I'm still missing like I've done so much in radio now. I've done a lot of cool things. I want to tackle, tackle the LA side of this. So then there wasn't any openings. I tried applying for jobs within the company to move down to LA and transfer. I tried, I applied for Valentine's morning show on my FM a couple of times um, <laughs> and didn't take me. And that's another fun story. Cause then I ended up meeting him and working with him a lot in LA. And he was always like, damn, I should have hired you. <laughs> hey, should have, could have, would have. Should have, could have, would have, bro. Um, so like all these really fun stories about how all my life parallels. And I ended up meeting people in the industry that I never thought I'd meet and work with and people that had passed up on me that I ended up working with and gaining their respect. So it was like a really cool career that I've had here in radio. And then, yeah, I went to LA with no money and um, with my then 
uh, new fiance who then became, I always feel like whenever I moved, there was a transition personally and professionally. And we had just gotten engaged and I moved to LA without her. Yeah. You couldn't just, you know, do a move and that'd be a big thing. You had to go all out. I had to go balls <laughs> to the wall. And she was staying in San Francisco because that was where she's from. She's like, I'm not leaving my family. I'm not going to LA with you. Yes, we're engaged, but I'm not going with you until you've got something solidified. Cause I'd moved there with no job. Mm. And then I got the Dr. Phil job. Cause I, I was like, well, I'm going to leave radio F radio which was tough because like I put so much into radio. I put 10 mm. plus years into this, worked really hard at it. But I was like, but I really want to try this entertainment thing. And I got to drive my Honda Civic on the Paramount lot and see all these cool things and work with Dr. Phil and all those people. I did that for about six months. And then I got the phone call from Dennis Clark, who was a guy I worked with in San Francisco consulting with shows. And he would consult our show. He's like, hey, man, he goes, I hear you're in L.A. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, I got a job with Ryan Seacrest. He goes, hold tight. He goes, uh, but just, I want to, I'm going to gauge your interest. Would you want to work with Ryan? And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, dude, like five years ago, I used to put together the affiliate show. Like I never thought that I would ever be able to. And then I used to watch American Idol in the early 2000s. Like, yes, I'll, I'll entertain the offer. Like, what the hell is this? And he's like, all right, hold tight, hold tight. Is you good? You got money? You're, you're working? I'm like, yeah, I'm working with Dr. Phil. He goes, okay, you're fine. You're good. You just give me a beat. And then so like a week later, he's like, okay, I want you to meet this woman, Claudine. She's the head of the operations. And I'm like, oh my God. So I go through this whole interview process. And then I meet the guy whose job I was taking because he was leaving to go take Valentine's job. The guy that I would, <laughs> had applied for a few months before this. And I'm like, well, this is like so serendipitous. Uh-huh. And then I meet him and it was a guy, his name's Brian Burden. I used to get his affiliate emails mm-hmm. in San Francisco like five years ago. And I'm like, this whole thing, I'm like, oh my God, I get to meet you, Brian. I'm like, I, got, I used to get your emails. So many full circle moments. So Random. many full circle moments. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's listening to this who is an affiliate of mine on the Seacrest end and now Bobby Bone Show side, like whenever I meet them, I kind of, I geek out meeting them because they're an affiliate because I used to get, geek out meeting these. And it's just like a whole world full mm-hmm. circle moment. And then I left Dr. Phil, I quit the show, which was also very tough because I, I was willing to let go and start working towards this path of LA. And then right when I was there, within a month, they were already like, they were like, because they knew who I was and where I come from. They're like, you're willing to take this bottom rung low level, nobody producer. And I was like, yeah, cause I'm, I want to learn from the bottom and work my way up. And within a month they had already, Hey, <laughs> and, with, and with a, within a month, hi Remy. And within a month they had, um, I'm allergic to dogs by the way. No, you're no, not. Just, you know. <laughs> Remy's literally like ready to cuddle up next to Scuba right On now. the couch chilling. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, um, what was I saying? Crap. Oh, yeah. So within a month, I was already applying for an associate producer, mm-hmm. which is like three positions up from where I had started. And, and they were wanting me to be a talent booker and find the people that would come on the show. Like I was one month away from meeting Catch Me Outside. How about that? Oh, like, I was one month that out. Was such a big moment. It was huge. So I was one, I literally one month away when I, I left the show. And then one month later, Catch Me Outside was 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 filming. And I'm like, and I'm in front, my friends were texting me who worked there. So they, one of them picked her up from the airport or wherever she was coming from. Like, like, this girl's crazy. And then, <laughs> and then like, and then sure enough, she was crazy. And oh so, yeah, Dr. God. Phil and to Ryan Seacrest. And then with Seacrest, I got that at that point where I was like, well, I want more. And I wanted more within the show. And it wasn't available because somebody was in that role. And I was like, I respect that, but I want more. And then again, it was another Dennis Clark moment where he called me. He's like, uh, New York or Nashville? And I'm like, either one's fine. And then he's like, all right, cool. Hold tight. Another hold tight scenario. Of course. <laughs> Lots of hold tights. Yeah. And then next, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm moving to Nashville with my, that, who is now my wife. And that was my wife at the time too. And my forever one I mean, this is my soulmate and we ain't going nowhere. Got kids together and everything. <laughs> 
That's my Kids, babies, and dogs, the whole thing. The whole thing. And then so never been to Nashville except for that quick interview process. I was literally here in 24 hours, in and out. So I'd never really been here. And then we drove across the country not knowing anything about Nashville, not having a house, having nothing. Same experience. Like I went to from Orlando to San Francisco, but this time much more uh, on the positive side, moving with a job versus having to quit a job and hopefully getting a job. And I was like, wow, like 15, 20 years later, I'm now moving with a job. I'm moving with my soulmate. We have a kid. Holy crap. Like, this is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And like back to the other side of the country where you had originally started. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. Now coming back towards the East Coast, closer to my side of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like it's been a really, really wild journey of this whole radio thing of of like always like trying to leave it. And then it always roped me back in. Oh my gosh. And with the same company, I I never left the company. I mean, I left the company, but never really left the company. Mm -hmm. I've been with what, since it was clear channel, I've been with it back when John Hogan was. Hey, me too. Yeah. Yeah. You were OGs. We are OGs, but I don't feel good about that. Exactly. That's a lot of years. scuba. Oh, like the early two thousands. I've been with this company. Like it's, I've been around for a minute, Mm -hmm. but Hey, it's really cool to hear your story and see, just the process of how that's all happened and the ebbs and flows because it's really easy to see things online and look at an outsider perspective. It's really funny because often online people are like, I'll share. I'm like, I got the Sunday scaries or I'm like, dang, I don't want to work. And they're like, you have the perfect job. It's amazing. I'm like, I'm human. Like at the end of the day, it's amazing. What we get to do is incredible. And I've worked really hard to get here much like you. Yeah. But we're still human. It's still a job. And it's still like, yes, everybody would love to not work at the end of the day. Oh, hell yeah, of course. Oh, my God. If I had if I had the financial freedom, I'd stay home right now. I'd be in Hawaii right now. Actually. Yes. Like, I'd be in Hawaii with my family chilling on the beach. It, it, it cracks me up. I'm like, guys, it, it is especially to get here and especially all the things that we go through on a daily yeah. basis. Like, it's amazing. It's incredible. And that is not lost on any of us. But it's yes. a journey and it's been a journey and it will continue to be one. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm sure the story you talked about and then my story, that's. That's it in a nutshell. That's like a three minute version mm-hmm. of what we could sit here and talk about it. All the layers for probably five hours, maybe multiple days of all the. Oh, God dang it. I keep cussing. It's all right. We're, I got another beep note. Two beep notes. <laughs> and, and for Lent, I try to give up cussing, but it has not worked out. Yeah, this is um, not going well for you, but it's okay. Well. It's but okay. We've, again, we've like, I guess to your point, it's it's been a journey. It's been a lot. And I also think in, in any job, though, you're always trying to want and strive and do more. Mm-hmm. And I think in our industry, we all are always wanting more and more and more and do more and get more and 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 try to always there's always that chasing of that of that dangling of the carrot of like I just want so I, even in my in my in my in me now I've been here for almost I think it's four years and I'm like now I'm like not saying what's next but I'm like what else do I want to do in my career because mm-hmm. I've achieved so much in all these different facets and I'm like now what do I want to do I'm like do I want to go back to L A and I know this is whatever this is not whatever. I'm being very transparent. Hey, I like transparency. I'm being very transparent and I'm allowed to because, you know, this is my life. And, and we've talked about that with my wife because she's from California and it's really tough, especially now having three kids. Mm-hmm. It's very tough not being near family. Like, yeah, I've got, they can fly in, but when you live in the same vicinity as your family, it really takes a village, especially with three effing kids. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to be around her mom and her family my family is great too, but, but they're, they're taking care of my grandma and different space where she's got, dude, she's got freaking 10 ants. Yeah. She's got a village. She's got a legitimate 
Mm-hmm. The Bay Area, there's probably 150 people in her family that live in the Bay Area that I, I could call and text any one of them. And they'd be like, yeah, I'll watch your kids for a minute if you need to go do something or take care of something or whatever. Whereas here, it's a little difficult. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple people um, and it's tough because they've all got their and I and they're not family. So I feel tough. I feel weird being like, hey, and they're like, they will they will do it. But it's not the same as immediate family helping yeah. out. So we're in that it's space. A different, it's a different kind of situation. Different kind of situation. And then me on the career side, I'm hungry and I want more and I want to do other things. And I've learned so much in my career that I'm like, I kind of want to take a lot of the talents like long, like LeBron. I want to take my talents to South Beach. I kind of <laughs> want to take my talents, not to South Beach, but in that figurative way, I want to take it and do something of my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned, I've learned from the biggest and the best that has, and I'm not trying to sound cocky, but like I have, like I've been around like Ryan Seacrest, I learned from some people and then in my SF journey and even Bobby, I've learned from a lot of great people that have, that have that are at the top mm-hmm. in their careers. And I don't know what it looks like for me, but I just know that I've learned a lot behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, what to do, what not to do. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting take. and terrifying at the same time. Oh, I throw up at the, at the side of any time there's a new transition, mm-hmm. but at, at any time I, anytime I do that, it's really scary, but it's always ends up being just fine. And I guess that, that's my whole point to tell anyone about this is that the words of Steve Harvey <laughs> and that he, I remember him saying this, it was like, uh, he always um, has great words of wisdom. Oh my God, he does. And I've seen him do a couple of shows when I was living in LA where in between like, uh, takes, he does this thing where he comes out and talks to the audience mm. and it's so powerful and one that he did that always will stick with me. And I remember hearing it like 10, 15 years ago, he was telling this whole story about having a jump. And he's like, and if you don't, and he basically was like, yeah, he goes, he goes, if you don't, he goes, I'm talking about how basically how like, how did someone like Bobby or Ryan is like, you know, they didn't just get up. They, it took time. And he goes, the key is people like that. He goes, we jump. And he's like, if you don't jump, you're never going to know the what could have been or the the what who's and what's or you're there's always that like well what what would have happened if i would have taken a chance like going back to me saying hi to patrick from the black keys like it's a smaller version but like what would have happened if i did would have gone to him and said hello i didn't jump but Mm -hmm. it could have spawned into something or could have been nothing but if you don't jump you will never know and he's like he goes you're gonna jump and he goes if you when you jump off off the cliff you're gonna fall it's gonna hurt like hell there's gonna be moments where you're you're gonna get cuts and scrapes and bruises which is like are coming up in this industry and working mm-hmm. hard and not getting paid money and not we're not getting paid enough because there's gonna be scrapes and bruises and it's gonna hurt like hell he's like he's like but you at least jumped and if you fail you at least jumped and you tried and you get back up and you do something else but then he goes but then there's that time you jump and then you're gonna get the and then you're gonna get back up and then you're gonna be like holy crap and then you're there and you jumped and you made it and here you are. I'm not doing justice of how he said it because he had this beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like no, the, but it's still empowering. It's still inspiring. Yes, that's like the the cliff notes of it. And so I've jumped every time because of that. Every time I've left the city, I've jumped and it's hurt, but then it's always worked out. Mm-hmm. So that's my whole point to anyone listening. If you're in a rut, whether it be a relationship or a friendship or a career or anything, you just got to jump. Mm-hmm. It's gonna suck. It's gonna hurt. And it's hard to jump, but you got to do it because otherwise you'll be living your whole life going what if, and living your life going what if is way worse than hurting yourself through the process of trying to figure it out. 
No, you're so right. I feel like you're speaking to me because you are. Yeah. <laughs> it feels very personal. <laughs> Rude. Um, <laughs> I wasn't talking to you indirectly. I know, but, but if it I was am, I am. Firing. Yes, but that's, that's the words of, of another wise Steve. More wiser than me, Steve Harvey. <laughs> Mr. Steve Harvey. Yes, yeah. I love him. Yeah, uh, well, awesome. thank you for sharing that story. It was yeah, really yeah. it was really cool to hear all, all the things of where you came from and where it began. Yeah, well, thank you for listening. Yeah, always. When we got... We still got more to talk about too, because okay. we're we're not the number four spot, and okay. just for Only that, number four. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got to speak through this. Hey, listen, <laughs> you had a story to tell, and I was listening. I know, I know, I know. I, know. I wanted fault, it. Always. I wanted the story. I know. But we we did have an employee of the month chosen for February, uh-huh. and that happened this week. So I don't want to give any spoilers here. Yes. But I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Do you think, and you you may even have a more personal, because this will this could connect to you and something that you made a dealt with while you were dating yeah. but do you think hat fishing do you know what hat fishing is oh yeah guys like me who don't have hair and they wear a hat and then they, they just always off. wear a hat they always wear a hat and the moment you see without the hat they're like you're like oh either it could be good like oh i didn't know that but that's fine or oh oh my god you should put the hat back on <laughs> yes. even in bed in the shower <laughs> at the swimming pool yeah keep the hat on always or, or they choose to like yeah, yeah, that's choose them to. choosing to always wear and it they should always wear it. it's probably gotcha yes. okay yeah is the same as women wearing makeup. Yes. You do. This is I'm so curious and let me tell you why cuz I had posted something and for me, I don't think there's anything wrong with the guy that's bald. I think it's fine, but the hat fishing is a problem for me because it shows lack of confidence and it shows insecurities and it shows some sides yeah. that maybe somebody isn't quite ready to be their, you know, fullest version of themselves. And so I had stated that hat fishing is something that I pay attention to on dating apps. I'm like, if, if this is a sign of that, because, and let me tell you why I've dated guys who have slept with their hats in bed. Are you serious? And I'm like, sir, that's wow. not going to work long term. Like I have seen the insecurities that come with hat fishing on three different occasions in beds. I was mm-hmm. kidding about like showering with it. I, yeah, with I'm it. not. This is, uh, that's what I'm saying. This is a real thing. <laughs> okay. Like genuine, like refusing to take off the hat. Okay. Wow. And I think, cause I think there's, it, it's not the fact of them being bald. It's the fact of there's something associated with that. The insecurity of it or them yeah, being worried about. Yeah, instead of just about, like owning it and being like, this is who I am. This well, is I, awesome. I blow my bald head. I don't give a crap. Yes. I but, just shaved it and moved on. And this is why I'm asking you, cause I'm sure you probably had that moment. If, yeah. We've all had those insecurity moments. But yes. when you're at 30 years old, okay, my guy, something's got to give. Oh, dude! When I was <laughs> I was like twenty one, I had to I had to give up my hairline because I was like, this is, this is my mohawk went from here to here to here to almost <laughs> to the almost to the back of my head. I'm like, well, it's time to shave my head. And even when I shaved my head, you could still see the lines of it like fading back. And then I was like, well, now it's time to like really full on shave it. And I didn't get the courage to shave it until I met my now wife. And she was when we we're early on dating. She's very honest, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. It was sometimes it was tough again, like going to jump. It was always sometimes you're like, I don't want to hear that. But then you're like, all right, well, I was already thinking that myself. It's nice to hear it from you. And I appreciate your honesty. And you gave me mm-hmm. feedback and how to fix it. And she was like, I'll just start shaving your head for you. And she she would shave it. And she's like, see, you look so much better now. You actually look younger. And I was like, OK, cool. And I was like, all right, shave my head's not so bad. So she, she opened that up for you. And see, I love yes. that. The honesty is tough, but mm-hmm. it's key sometimes. Yes. And this was me being very honest. But a guy yes. came up and he was. He, he was hit to the heart, oh my, God, okay, <laughs> my yeah. guy. Yeah, you hit him. And he was like, it's the same as wearing makeup. I was like, 
Maybe for some women, I would some, agree. Because yes. some throw it on hard, and they and they hard. they may, might sleep with it. Like I, there are some women yeah. I know who who will sleep with it. They don't want to take it off. Yeah. Where, but for me, like me stating that is me saying no. I'm gonna show up. You're probably by the second or third date gonna see me without my makeup. I'm sitting here right now with no you without makeup, makeup on. on. Yeah, yeah. That's just like I'm owning who I am. Yes. I'm at that point in my life, which is great. I love it. And if if you're in your early 20s, I think this is okay, but. For yeah. someone as a 29, almost 30 and on a dating app, that's a that's me seeing, okay, you're not at the same point that I'm at. Yes. But then also, this is very superficial and, and I'll, I'll just say it. Hey, say it. Yeah. So I also have learned through my wife that all that makeup, it's also really bad for your skin. And so a lot of times I know people will hide it to hide blemishes or pimples or whatever. But a lot of times that makeup, you're hiding it is causing more problems to your pores and your skin, which is making it worse and worse and worse, which then almost puts you in a cycle of having to constantly always put on makeup mm-hmm. because you're insecure about your skin. But if you would just take a break for a, a little bit, your skin will go back to somewhat normal and then you won't need as much makeup anymore. You can just do light touch-ups. And again, I'm speaking from a guy's perspective or what I've heard from <laughs> my wife. So please don't shoot me. But like, that's what I've heard and what I've seen. Like my wife, mm-hmm. bless, she's absolutely gorgeous. I think she's so much prettier without makeup than when she is with makeup. But she's even got to the point now where I've told her, I'm like, you don't need to put on a whole lot. And she's never really been a whole lot of makeup person anyways. More only for just like really big occasions, like a wedding or something huge. But I'm like, just put it on. Because like similar to her to me telling me to shave my head, I was like, babe, I'm like, you're effing gorgeous without makeup. So if you do want to put some on, maybe just put on a little bit and just like highlight what you want to highlight, like your eyes, or your eyebrows or whatever. And and when she she's really beautiful without it. And then when she does highlight just the minimal amounts, I'm like, oh, my God, she accentuates certain pieces. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, you're already beautiful. Not, oh, my oh my God. Wow. And then her skin's so nice now because she doesn't she's constantly cleaning it and not having to put all the makeup on and not mm-hmm. caring about it and not putting as much on as she used to before and all that crap and not caring about what her workplace at the time cared about presentation or look she's like i'm beautiful without it. i don't i don't need it i don't need to cake it on mm-hmm. and it helped improve her skin as well too and, and she's always had nice skin but i've seen it even with my sister and other people less makeup is so much better for your skin and i also feel like a lot of women are really beautiful and most women are really beautiful without the makeup and that's just how i look at it mm-hmm. um and the makeup again is nice it's fine you can do it to make yourself it's like but i put on a nice shirt or i dress up nice I see how it can make you feel like, oh, I feel really good. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But I but I also want women to know that 90% of the time you don't got to cake it on. Just be yourself. Yep. And if you and if guys don't like you for yourself, then that's not the guy you should be with. F that guy. Because mm-hmm. um, he's got his own insecurities that he's putting out on you for your makeup or whatever. And I'm telling you right now, any guy that's like, you need to be in high heels and wearing lingerie and wearing makeup. Lingerie. Leave, leave <laughs> that guy yesterday. He sucks. Because if he can't love you for the way that you look naturally and who you are as who you are, and you have to wear makeup all the time because of him, or you, or you feel like you have to because of him or whatever, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. You definitely want to be able to own and be exactly who you are yes. in all assets. Yes. Like, I love, I the aspect of makeup for me is I love getting dressed up. I love, like... Giving myself like a day where I'm like, oh, yeah, I feel really good. Oh, hell yeah. But I also love going to the gym without makeup and like just getting in a good sweat in and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Like I love both of those sides of me. But I also know like and that that just all goes back to the same point. I don't think in your 26 to 40s hat fishing and wearing makeup are the same thing. 
okay. your early 20s, I do. I do believe yeah. that because I think that same thing is happening for men and women. Yes. But I think women, as they get older, are like, I don't care. I'm. You're learning to embrace. You're starting to go against societal standards. And yeah. You're starting to understand things. And so they're also expecting men to be doing the same thing. And right? Not. A lot of them are not. Yeah. And so that's why I'm saying like at almost 30 years old, half fishing. Not the same as makeup. Yeah, I, I see it in that perspective, yeah. Uh-huh. And I also look at it, I was like, wow, women are way stronger than men, which they usually always are anyways, <laughs> uh, mo- emotionally and physically and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. For, for me, I definitely got on it sooner. But it was through the help of a woman to tell me not to do it. Yep. I didn't do it on my own. Yep. I would have still probably kept wearing hats and kept trying to figure out my whole stupid hairline. Yeah. Um, so they go, I get, proves your point. They aren't the same because mm-hmm. of that. And it's funny when you bring it up, it, it took a woman to help me realize <laughs> So it really proves really proves the point that yep. women are stronger and get it and mm-hmm. and yes, a hundred percent. Yes. And listen, if I was in my early twenties and that yeah. was the situation, I'd be like, Yeah, okay, we'll figure it out. Yes. But not at this point. I'm yeah. you know, I can't I can't fix anybody. If there is one lesson I have learned You cannot in all of my relationships. Especially at this age range. Yes, you cannot. And one of the biggest things that you cannot fix or help anybody with is their own insecurities. That is yeah. all on them. You can try to, and you mm-hmm. can try to make them feel comfortable, which will then gain them the confidence, but you can't be like flipping a switch and then think it's just going to go away. Cause it ain't. Yes. And people like, and it's funny because it, it goes so much deeper and people are like, well, that means they can't have insecurities. I'm like, no, everybody's going to. You're allowed to. It's human nature. Yeah. But at this point in your life, there are things that should have happened by now yeah. if we're on the same page. Yes. Yeah. And that's cool that we're not. Yeah. Then you're just not my person. Exactly. And that's like the lessons that I'm learning. But man, this guy like took that so hard to heart. And he was like, that is the same thing. And I was like, this is a much bigger discussion than me responding to a comment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But he he was hit in the heart. He's like, this one hurts. You know, it's funny. Have you ever watched 90 Day Fiance? I think we've talked about it before. We've talked about it. I've never watched it. Oh my God. It, There's so, thinking about the hat thing. There was a guy <laughs> who was on one of the most recent ones. I forget what, uh, what, what it was called because they have so many different freaking versions of it now. And it was a guy who wouldn't take his hat off. And he had a mm-hmm. bald head. And, he, and there was like scenes you. of him in bed. And his was so bad that he grew the hair on the back of his head and then would shave the rest. So when you put his hat on, it would look like he had hair, but you knew from behind, it looked like he had hair. But from the front, oh, the, you you're knew. like, you know, you don't have any hair. Oh, that is it like so stupid. A hat fishing. Oh, it was like the worst hat fishing. And he, he found this like beautiful woman from Columbia. Mm. See? Who was like super hot and he was super not. And oh, I, I wish I could find it. 90 Day Fiance guy with hat. They get you, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, this happened to me. I dated a guy. This guy. And, and, then, and then you could tell from oh, the front that he he's bald, but then oh the back of his God. head, he had hair growing. And there was an episode when they got in a huge fight and she like took his hat and wouldn't give it back to him. And that's when I saw that he was bald, except for like that patch in the back of the head. And I'm like, what a dweeb. What an idiot. And he didn't look too bad without his hat anyway. He's like, yeah. it's like, just take the hat off and... And he had like he would they would go on vacations and he'd be like, I need this one. This is my sleeping hat. This is my hat for dinner. This is my hat for the pool. I was like, Why is there a sleeping hat? I was like, all right, suspect homeboy. I was like, we'll unpack this later, but take your hat off. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like hilarious. This this is my last my last comment, and I will stay with this and I'll move forward. Okay. But confidence is so much sexier than you hat fishing me. Yes. All day, own every your day. Stuff, my guy. All day. Oh, this is funny. I was looking up the 90 Day Fiance, and Tarek 
you know. Oh Tara yeah, he from, has a new show. He has, he has a new show with a wife, with a new girl who looks just like his ex wife. Mm-hmm. Tell me that ain't weird. It, he, he has a type. He has a type that looks just like his ex wife. This woman looks just <laughs> like his ex wife with a little less plastic surgery. <laughs> He, yeah, he does wow. have a type. He does. She and just, it's the same show, just with his new wife. It's definitely interesting. Hilarious. El Musa, <laughs> the flipping El Musas. Oh, man. Oh, what a dick. Okay, anyway. Well, sorry. we're going to move into... <laughs> I appreciate... Hey, you know what? You started off on this guy's side, and then I got you to mine. Yeah, no, I yeah, told hey, you. Hey, that's how, that's how a conversation happens, and uh, you persuaded me. I got you. I, you got ha- I had a strong argument. That's you why did. I didn't want... You know, I didn't have... 20 characters. I needed like a full argument. To but that's why I, I love a conversation because because you have two sides and then you can either keep your side, which is still respectful. You yeah. can have your opinion. Sometimes a side can persuade you and you persuaded me. Hey, hey see? If only our government worked that way, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stop there. Uh, <laughs> this is a story for another day. Communication <laughs> and compromise. Wow. What an amazing thing. Honest conversation. Honest no. conversation. That's so cool. In a conversation, it wasn't like I made fun of you or called you names or made thing and then went on Twitter. And anyways, I'll just yeah. do that. See, we did yeah. it. We did it. High five. You can hey, hear hey, you can hear hey. the high five. Woo! We did it. We did it. All right, cool. I was I hope if I hit your hand too hard, I apologize. No, that was great. We needed this okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. to hear it that in the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Lunchbox auditioned for another job that happened on the show this week, and we got to hear the audio from it. Of course, he didn't get the job, but we did hear the audio, and it was pretty solid. Kind of surprised he didn't get the job. Honestly, yeah, my, yeah, pretty solid. But what is? Scuba, this is not really at all solid. related. It was hella solid. It was. You I helped made him. It. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know dang gonna well if he tried to make that. That would have been uh, a disaster. Been awful. I've heard the audio he did before I before I came to this show. And oh my god. Okay. Anyways, good yeah. audio, but really bad like putting it together. Well, you should have seen him. Bless he was heart. there. You know, in our studio now, there's like a little corner office with a whole bunch of computers. And every yes. morning I'd come in, he'd be sitting in there editing his audio, and it was hilarious. He'd be in there until like we started to go live. Like well, he, he was, would take him hours. And that, uh-huh. Like that thing I did with the baseball thing. I mean, not even exaggerating. It took me five, maybe six minutes to do it. And then Bobby, he wanted that uh, the week. Oh, good decision. Like it was, that wasn't much either. I just, took a co- I just took his thing, changed it, added different elements to it. That also was done. In f- I thought he wanted it because when he said he wanted it, we were playing a song. And it was one of those things where it was like, oh, we need it for this next live break. <laughs> so I pumped it in three minutes and gave it to Ray. He loaded it. And like those things take not long for me to do. But it's funny to hear because Lunchbox mm-hmm. was like, I spent three hours to put that together. I'm like. Oh my God, dude, I literally flicked my wrist and it was done. Yeah, when it comes to technology, you know how like people oh, yeah. can hone their skills and start mm-hmm. to learn and evolve? When it comes to technology with Lunchbox, it's never evolved. I met him, iHeartRadio Music Festival, Las Vegas, September 2019. I was introduced to him. This is like when I was about to get the job and everything. And I met him and he was like, hey, this is Lunchbox. This is Steve. And I was like, hey, nice to meet you. He's like, all right, man. He was, uh, and they're like, I was like, hey, if you ever need anything up between now and then, he's like, actually, you put email on my phone? And I was like laughing, like, haha, like you're kidding, right? This is 2019. And he's like, oh, you're kidding. He's like, no, seriously, I don't have email on my phone. And Amy was like, yeah, he doesn't have email on his phone. I was like, I can do it for you right now. He's like, well, not right now. Not right now, but later. And guess what? Here we are four years later and still doesn't have email on his phone. <laughs> and then when he forgot his laptop at work yesterday, mm-hmm. I was emailing him things. And I was like, well, just pull it up on your phone. Oh, you still have email on your phone? Uh-huh. You literally have to like go to your computer and dial up on America Online to check your email? No, this man is in the what? ice ages. What? Uh-huh. Anyways, we'll, yeah. we'll stop there with that. That's Lunchbox. <laughs> That's Lunchbox in a nutshell, yeah. <laughs> yep. What's an obsession that you don't understand? 
And I mean, do you need to think about it? Uh, I, you I, got I, something? Yeah, I mean, I have one. I think we talked about it once before. I don't remember where, but I don't really, I don't never understood Friends, the TV show. Mm, okay. Never was a fan of it. Never really cared about it. And then when the whole reboot thing happened and everyone was all like, woo, Friends. I was like, woo, I don't care. <laughs> don't care. Isn't that funny how people latch on to like just different things? Because there's yeah. probably a show you really love. People wouldn't care about it and, at all. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that funny how those like just certain ones connect with different people? But this is like a big, like mm-hmm. things I care about people are like, I don't even know what that is. But, but Friends, Friends is a massive one. Oh my God, it's huge. And it is a really good show. Yeah, sure. It it's great. <laughs> so cheesy. So terrible. Uh, mine's also Awful. a show and it's one, it's newer. It's not the Friends. But people are obsessed with Outer Banks. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't even I can't speak to it. I watched the first season when it came out originally. I was like, this is pretty good. It's mm-hmm. it's just like a modern day Goonies, honestly, is what it reminds okay, me of. Gotcha. And I you know, I wasn't like thrilled with Goonies. So watching yeah. it, I was like, meh. So for you, me, 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 me. Yeah, me, 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 me. <laughs> me, me, me. So I tried to get into it again because they just came out with a third season. But uh-huh. when I went to try and watch the third season, I realized that I had stopped on the second season, episode one, halfway through, <laughs> <laughs> and literally deleted it from my watching because I was like, I'm not going to watch this. dumb. Yeah. So I don't get it. And people are like, hype, hype, oh, hype, hype over the show. On it. Oh my God, yeah. And I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it enough to. I mean, I don't even care enough to even get mm-hmm. to it. Especially because I was. Just, I just was seeing the premise and whatever, and I was like, man, I'm past that in my life to watch something like that. So, what is something that you like or that you've watched recently, and you're like, mm, this is good? Um, so I have never seen it before until recently. My son really got into Wreck It Ralph. Yes. And mm-hmm. so we watched Wreck It Ralph, and then Re- uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Mm-hmm. What a cool concept like everything from if you've seen it you get it. if you haven't seen it like just from like the video game perspective and then the plug going into the wall and then living in that um what do you call it? the surge protector while yep. the outlets mm-hmm. plug in and when they um like the whole concept of it is so cool and so mind-blowing and so fun that i was like wow this is a really it's a and it's also i feel like underrated mm-hmm. like disney doesn't give it any love anywhere in the parks or talk about it or but it was such a cool unique fantastic series i want a third one uh, I know because that's like one of those two where both one and two are really good. Very good. And big, huge voice actors. You had John C. Riley playing Wreck It Ralph, and you had um, Sarah Silverman playing that little uh, glitch girl. Mm-hmm. Like, like a really cool cast. And what a really cool uh, franchise that kind of just stopped. Well, almost like Bay, uh, Baymax, Big Hero 6 and all that kind of just stopped. Oh, yeah. I never got into those ones, but yeah. I did get into Wreck-It Ralph. I loved Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. Yeah. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Is your... It, this is funny. I was having this conversation with Lunchbox because his... And maybe because of you, his kids just watch Wreck-It Ralph for okay. the first time. Yeah. I don't know if you suggested it to him, no, but no, they no, literally no. just watched it for the first time like two days ago. I think it... So I think Disney... Like when they're trying to like, I feel like when they're trying to gauge interest or see how it is and see if they're going to do another one, they start populating it on their main mm-hmm. page. Because I feel like Wreck-It Ralph was a suggestion. It wasn't like my son didn't know how to look it up. Yeah. I think it just was there and he clicked on it because it's a video game. He thinks video games are cool. Mm-hmm. So I think I think maybe Disney is trying to test to see if people are gravitating towards it. And if they like it, he's now watched Wreck-It Ralph probably 17 times and the second so one good. 20 times. So they're getting the data from my household that <laughs> we, want a, we want a third one. We're ready and for we want a ride. Open kinda, a ride. It's kind of like an animated version of Ready Player One. Have you watched that oh, movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What an awesome movie. Amazing. They're coming out with a second one for that. Oh, and are? I think it's this year. Oh, I've cool. I've been waiting. Such that a is cool. my favorite movie of all time. I'd put it in my top 10. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely an awesome, cool, cool, fun concept. 
Really, and it could not saying it could be, but it seems like it could be a reality for us a thousand years from now, kind of thing. Yep, it literally. If I'm I'm picturing, and you and I have both liked all three of these. Yeah, we've got Wreck It Ralph, Ready Player One, and Upload. Yeah, oh, Upload. Yeah, They're yeah, yeah. All yes. in that same capacity. Yes. Different okay. versions, different plots, different realities, but, but same kind of thing. Yep. Same vibe. Okay. This makes sense now. Now we, yeah. we've we found our genre. That's, oh, that's my genre. Oh yeah. Oh, so good. So okay. Fun. But what I was talking about with Lunchbox was. I don't think, and the kid that you're watching it with, how old is he? He turns five, like, in a couple weeks. I don't think until kids are about eight or nine do they quite understand the plot. They latch on to characters. Oh, definitely, yeah. And they love characters. But, like, as far as what's happening, the how the storyline? Yeah. That's my theory. I don't know if it's correct. It's more of just, like, a theory. I'm not stuck to it. But yeah. what do you think? Do you think your kid is, like... I get this. I know what's happening. So I, I think it's uh, in general, I think most kids just because like even like us as a kid where we'd watch stuff and just go right over our heads. We don't mm-hmm. get the emotional scenes. Or whatever. But my son, which is really weird, he's connected to all emotion. Like my son and then even my daughter, who's two, when there's like a love, like not a love scene, but like when someone like entangled, when, um, when, uh, what's her name? The girl with the long hair, Rapunzel. Rapunzel, yeah. Rapunzel. And she has like that falling for Finn, the mm-hmm. guy. Like there'll be a part where... Or even in Tarzan, when Tarzan meets Jane, I remember I watched her and she was watching it and like they were doing the, like the, you could tell her it's like starting to flirt. My daughter would like cover her eyes and watch it like this with a <laughs> smile and like nervous for a love scene. I'm like, what? Like, and how then, do you even know that's happening? And then my son would get sad, like when, uh, and going back to Wreck-It Ralph, mm-hmm. when her car got smashed by all those girls, he was like, why are those girls, that's so mean, why are they doing that? And he would get really sad. And then, like, I was like, oh my God, like I didn't even like think about those things as a kid. I don't know if it's because the way we're raising them or just how the world is evolving and changing. Now that people are thinking about things, but my kids are like, they gravitate towards the emotional side of film and television shows of when it's sad or happy or whatever. And I just watch them going like, Whoa, I just would watch this and go, mm-hmm. around. this is cool. Race cars. Yeah. But he's like actually getting sad and feeling for them and, and for their emotions and feelings. I'm like, who the hell? You're not even five yet. What the hell? Dang. So they are, okay. and not saying all kids are, but my kids for some reason are very connected to emotions. Well, and the, my only like connection, because I obviously don't have kids, it's just more I, I was thinking back to being a kid, and I was like, yeah. maybe when I was nine or ten, did I really start to like Feel. connect and love shows and like have an idea of what was going on? Yeah. But I didn't know if that was still the case. It's super interesting. Yeah, I was like, I, I was interested by it. Like, wow, you actually like, you're feeling this? Like, you should just watch and just laugh and you're emotionally connected yeah now. i was like hell okay cool dude wow okay yeah. so it's not not everyone but but they are definitely emotionally attached yeah. to things and i was like okay cool. well hey and if you have kids please let me know i'm just so curious about this of just yeah. like the evolution of like if it's still the same if it's different and to your point maybe we just because we're evolving that's also evolving too which is great we should be evolving as mm-hmm. a human race so i'm good with that yeah. yeah wild well i am stoked can i share my excitement with you no, I'm good. Can you take it back? <laughs> <laughs> because the first episode of the new season of The Mandalorian came out, and I okay. am so happy. I saw Anthony Mackie posting something about it, like he wanted to be a part of Mandalorian or whatever. Oh, I do love Anthony Mackie. Yeah, so he's not part of that, I imagine. No, he's not. Okay, gotcha. The Star Wars universe, man. And like, if there are two things I love, it's Marvel and Star Wars. Like, oh, yeah, you do. You love... And Harry Potter. Yeah. Here, I'm an old-school Harry Potter oh, yeah. girl. I love Harry Potter, too, yeah. That's from back in the day, but... I, man, the Mandalorian is just so freaking good. Even on a level of not being a Star Wars fan. Uh It's cool because you know and you're involved in all these characters and the storylines of what's happened. But 
Mando and Grogu, who are the, the two main people in this, okay. are, it's just so awesome. Like, I literally got chill bumps while when they first is came Grogu back on screen. Is Grogu like a newer? Because I never, he never, I never heard him from like Star Wars. Is he a newer? Because mm-hmm. I know they're creating a lot of new things and people. So Grogu and Mando were not a part of any of the original Star Wars. Gotcha. Okay, so but whole new they are thing. still part of the storyline in the sense. There's connections because okay. Grogu is what used to be Baby Yoda. Oh, he okay. is Baby Yoda. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. But his name is Grogu. Does he evolve into Yoda at some point? Oh, we don't know. I mean, or, he's or still a technically a baby at this point, but he's okay. a species of Yoda. So gotcha. he's not like a young Yoda. Gotcha. He's just the, the same species. Gotcha. Okay, cool. cool, cool. Um, okay. But the Jedi are involved. Mandalorians okay. are involved. And so there's definitely connections to that Star Wars story and a lot of things that happened. And a lot of old characters have made appearances in the show over the course of time. Uh-huh. So it's really, really good. But just like, I'm not kidding. It is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. So this is the second season of it? That's third. What it is? This is third. the first oh, episode damn. of the third. I haven't even seen any of it. I'm so far behind on all that. I know. Did you Did you watch the original Star Wars movies? Oh, yeah, I've watched the original Star Wars. Yeah, I've seen oh, Star Wars. Then I'm telling you, like, even if you don't watch anything else, like, uh-huh. this series is far and above one of my favorite. Okay. It's just so good. Okay. And I haven't steered you wrong yet. No, you haven't. I'm trying to think. <laughs> have you? No. No, you gave me Upload. Upload was probably one of the best suggestions you, you've given me, mm-hmm. I feel like. You did love that one. That was awesome. Yeah. You haven't steered me wrong yet, so we're good. See? I'm telling you. And this one is I trust just, you still. This is a good one. And uh, Pedro Pascal is the one that plays Mandalorian. Okay, cool. And I just love him as an actor as well. He's like major popular right now. He's been in a lot of things. Uh, but yeah, Mandalorian came out. Did they give you the full season at once or are they like slow dripping? Nope, like just school? one episode. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's what it's supposed to be. Yep, it's really good. But I'm, yeah. now I'm like, and they end it all, they always end it on a freaking cliffhanger. Oh, of course they do. Hell yeah. That's <gasps> the way it was when you'd watch live television. You get to this huge cliffhanger and then it'd be like someone's about to jump off a cliff and they would stop and be like, mm-hmm. next week on Fugitive. And you're like, oh. And then you're like, dang. And that's how I was sitting. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm all about that. <laughs> yep. So it's very good. Okay, you will cool. enjoy it. All right, cool, cool. That's my recommendation. But also, do you remember the scary movie series? Yeah, with um, like the funny scary movies. Yes, where they, made, where they based it in a parody of Scream. Yes, yes, yeah. And Casper, obviously, you were talking about the actor in Casper. Casper. Yeah, yeah, Devin Sawa. Yeah. So I watched like the best modern mix of those two movies in a long time. Of Casper and scary yep. movie. That's a and weird combination. I know. And speaking okay. of Anthony Mackie, he's in it. He stars in it. Oh, okay. It's a new Netflix movie called We Have a Ghost. Oh, I saw that. It was in my like like suggestion mm-hmm. things. And it was so good. I loved every minute of it. It Maybe like of course has cheesy moments. That's why I say like it is Oh, I'm okay with some cheese. It's it's yeah. scary movie and Casper combined cuz like there's definitely an emotional thing that happens. There's hilarious moments that I laughed out loud. Okay. I was crying at the end. Oh, it's got the guy from Stranger Things in it, David Harbour. Yep. It's got Tig Notaro. I love her. Yeah, it's just great cast. Just okay. so so good. Really cool. And I don't like scary movies. Like this is definitely like a humor scary type situation that's why i say it's the perfect combination of scary movie series and casper yeah really cool okay mm-hmm. yeah i've seen previews for it and i was like eh, maybe i'll get to whatever i feel like i know tig like i know her personally really why do i feel like i know her the uh, I, sh- I think the only girl that i'm thinking of. yeah oh her. yeah okay so yes she are, i was thinking of the wife in the movie but yes she is in it i feel like i know her know her like from way back in the day like San really Francisco. yeah i don't know why she looks so familiar like i've seen her and talked to her she's also in a decent amount of shows too Okay. But I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But she's definitely yeah. a big actor. But I, And I'm a big fan of Anthony Mackie. He's great. Yeah, I love him. He's awesome. Yeah, he's cool. So that whole, I'm telling you, this is a great movie. So if you have some downtime this weekend to watch it, because I think you'll get a good laugh. You'll It's like full of satire 
And it was just like the whole movie from start to finish was very enjoyable. Lots of watch it. Can I, can my kids watch it? Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. a kid. Yeah. It's not like there's nothing bad in it that okay. happens. It's it, like, there's, I don't even think there's any cuss words. Maybe oh. there might be one or two, like I where they get scared. The house, it's fine. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't even think there's cuss words in it. Yeah. It's very like family friendly. Okay, cool. And not scary at all. There's like moments where they, you know, they try and get you. Yeah. But it's like Disney, but scary. it's fake. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I feel you. So I think you'll like that one. Okay. That's another. So if, Mandalorian and we have a ghost on Netflix. Okay. All right, cool. Those are my two suggestions. How long is it a long movie or we're like talking like old school 90 minutes? Yeah, I think it's maybe an hour and a half. It didn't feel long. I don't actually know the runtime on it, but it didn't feel long because it was so good. Okay, cool. So I think you'll like it. And that's all I have. You got any others besides your Wreck It Ralph series? I think that's the only thing he's been watching is Wreck It (laughs) Ralph. I'm trying to think. And then he's, (laughs) I don't know why, but he's like recently become obsessed with watching um, song like alternative ish rock songs mm. paired with almost like movie promos because uh, he likes Sonic and all that. So he's been wa- listening to the ever living crap out of Fallout Boy because <laughs> for some reason Sonic and Fallout Boy, Fallout Boy and Sonic are gonna be the death of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's and and then also because they're paired with they're very much Disney now because Fallout Boy sings the, the Big Hero Six and mm-hmm. um, all that and like Spider Man, Spider Universe theme songs. Let's like not play it under. I mean, these guys are underrated when it comes to creating theme music. Oh, they, but they have that. And what's cool is they're they're the sound. They're mm-hmm. the perfect because even when I when they, when they were newer back in the two thousands, I was like they have a very theatrical sound to their performance, their mm-hmm. vocals, the music. I was always like, this is like movie music, this is TV show music, and they finally kind of like got in there and did it. I mean, music has always been featured, but now it's like they are the staple for Disney cartoons and an action hero type for kids movies. And I and I never saw that coming. I never saw like never Fallout Boy collab Disney. I just yeah. never picture that, but, but it's perfect. And now they're all parents. They got kids mm-hmm. that love it and watch it. So I'm sure for them it's like this is so cool about kids. My kids probably now finally get to care about my, my music cuz it's in things they care about. Yep. And so yeah, so so he loves freaking Centuries Fallout Boy. Percent the Centuries. <laughs> And he hey, has like a whole dance routine and he fair. listens to it and like, it's like, oh my God. And then he loves Imagine Dragons Believer because that's another song that they play within these videos or whatever. And I'm like, I'm listening to songs that I used to hear in the radio and then eventually not want to hear it anymore. And now I'm hearing it around my house over and over and over and over and over and over <laughs> and I'm over it. But I love him and I don't want to like. Like kill the creativity because then he goes down to the drum set mm-hmm. and tries to play Believer on my drum set. And oh, I don't you gotta, let, you gotta let that keep happening. Yeah, I don't want to kill the creativity. So I, in my head, I'm like, this is so stupid, so I'm playing it. But I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to be like other people and be like, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. You got. You got to let him keep exploring. Exactly, exploring is key. Oh hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. 
My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And speaking of your kids, Scuba Steve, I want to hear how everything's going. You got three kids. Oh, yeah. And it's a whole thing happening at your house, so I want to hear all about it. It's a full whole thing. What's going on? So it's, I think we talked about it somewhat, and I don't know what we talk about on the show or we're in the hallways or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, the, the interesting part of it is the dynamic of three kids that are all under five and then trying to navigate through that. And then they're all trying to figure them, like they're all learning everything from scratch. You get a, a kid who's almost five and he's trying to figure out everything. He's about to start going to school and stuff. So that's a whole thing. And then you have uh, my daughter who's two and she just got potty trained and we're trying to figure things out with her. And then you have the infant and that's a whole nother thing. And then they're trying to acclimate with the infant. And then my wife doesn't work anymore. So she's trying to acclimate to not working anymore, being a stay at home mom and family's not around. So, oh my God, it is in a whirlwind right mm, now. A I lot. Bet. I it mean, a lot. do you feel like your older two kids have accepted the new one? Oh yeah, they love her. And okay. They, like my oldest loves holding her, and he tries to pick her up and walk around, which is very scary over the wood floors. <laughs> You're like, no, we're not quite there yet. Well, like, like I, like I would put him in her lap, and then I'm like, hey, hold her for a second. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom, or let me grab a bottle or something, and I'll come back and be like, look, Dad, I'm carrying her, and I'm like, ah, put her down, put her. Oh, cool, oh, really, oh, awesome, dude. Okay, go back to the couch, sit back down. <laughs> well, and I don't want to again. I don't want to like always be like telling mm-hmm. him no or what. So I'm like, oh wow, good job, bud. Okay. But you're also like. Internally screaming. Yes, exactly. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs inside. Like, oh my god, please don't drop her, don't drop her, don't drop her. And I don't want to scare him because then he will drop her. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, good job. Now go towards the couch now and sit back down. So there's a lot of that, like everyone kind of learning each other. 
Yeah. And everyone's because everyone's in different stages of, of their lives, like completely different stages of their mm-hmm. lives. So it's just a lot of that and a lot. It's emotionally draining and then having a full time job and then my wife having a, a different kind of full time job and then coming home and trying to find time for us. And it is a uh, it's it's I mean, I don't want to complain, but it's kind of sound like a, you know, sound like in that way because I'm blessed of all the great things that I have. But it's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, my God. I, God, I can't even imagine what that's like having three kids. Like, I can't even imagine one. And, and I wanted it. I asked mm-hmm. for it. So it's like I can't say, how did this happen? I asked for it. No, you wanted it. And you yeah. do want it. And as, you know, they get older and there's going to be so many exciting things that happen. But definitely in this moment when you guys are all learning and understanding things, it's Ooh, hard. It's hard. Dang. It's real hard. But do it's real. You, how is your wife doing? She is a. Uh, she's doing fine. She's doing as, as good as she can again because she's transitioning from. She's always had. I mean, she has, she has her master. She has her degree. Like she has her full on degree. Uh, masters? Yeah. No, bachelor's. Oh my god. She has a bachelor's degree. Hey, honestly, she has a master's in being a mom. So well, yeah, I take it. That's yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Master's her mom. She has a bachelor's, but she wanted to go for a master's, but went the career route. And like she's always worked full time since she was like fifteen, sixteen. So always been a career driven person and going to school and working full time and all that stuff. So this is her first time to have been able to have pulled back away from the work world and then put into a family, which is a whole different thing. It's another full-time job. It's a lot. It's stressful. And she's breastfeeding and trying to watch two other kids while I'm at work. And and then I'm trying to come home as fast as I can. And But I still have a lot of things I got to do. And then I always feel guilty being here late. So I'm trying to like balance my work schedule of coming home and then working from home a little bit. But it's hard work from home because as soon as I get home and I put the laptop down, the kids want to play with my laptop and they're mm-hmm. they're misfiring emails or start, or like deleting things. I'm having to That's go back and find That's why I'm it. getting random emails that say, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so if you ever get anything weird or it's a half email or mm-hmm. I didn't respond to something, it's probably because I got deleted or they sent an email that I shouldn't mm-hmm. have sent. And then I'm trying to, then I'm not trying to be an ass and trying to like tell them like, no, because I want to be able to be present while I'm home, but I'm also still having to try to find my time to do my thing and be on a conference call and trying to be a family man and navigate and balance this. And it is difficult. It is so difficult. So I, hey, I praise y'all out. so much because parenting you. life, I don't know if I'm cut out for it, but I love it for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not for everyone. I mean, not everyone is meant to be a parent mm-hmm. or be a parent of multiple kids or whatever, or be a parent at certain times in their life. It's difficult. I mean, it is a beautiful thing. If you ever do decide to have children, it's really cool. It's beautiful. It is amazing throughout, through all of this like craziness. It's still really, really amazing and really awesome. And to be able to be a part of that process. What was one moment you've had with the kids recently where you're like, okay, this is all worth it. Um, when like my, my oldest had a meltdown and then he was like, you're trying to calm him down cause he's almost five and he doesn't get it. He's trying to figure out his emotions and you're also trying to balance the attention between three because he because he was the oldest and for a while there is he got all the attention mm-hmm. and then the new one comes along he still got a lot of attention because then mom would be with the daughter and I'd be with my son and so we still kind of split it now you have three so it's full on whatever so one day he had like a full like meltdown and I don't even know what it was about like maybe he's brushing his teeth or something stupid but it was mostly because he was tired mm-hmm. and then um and then I had to I forget we had to go to the basketball practice or something. And then we got in the car and then he did this thing where he's like, and he called me by my first name. And I was like, he goes, Steven. And I was, <laughs> I was like, and I look back and like, I was like, oh, for a second, I was like, what, the, who, what? Steven. And I was like, who the hell are you calling me? My, calling my, like my real name. He goes, Steven. And I was like, Steven. He goes, I'm sorry, dad. He goes, I'm really sorry for the way I acted earlier. And, and I'm just really, I'm really emotional right now. I have really big feelings. Wow. And, I, and, he, and he was like, he's like, but I love you. He's like, come here, big guy. Give me a hug. 
<laughs> oh my god! And then I was like, and I like started to like try to like hold back my tears, and I was like, wow, okay, this is really this is worth it. And then my wife texted me like a moment later. I think yeah, we were at basketball practice. Practice because it's so hard to bring three kids to basketball practice. That ain't happening. So then she texted me and she was having a good moment with my two daughters and it's like, oh, this is really cool. Like, she's like, this is all worth it. And I was like, yeah, like he just called me Steven and, <laughs> and he told me to come here, big guy, and give me a hug. And so like we have those little moments every once in a while when something mm. goes crazy and blows up. I and love so, that you guys had it at the pretty much the same time and yeah. just different scenarios. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was really cool. So it's like, okay, this is all worth it. And we have little nuggets of those, of those uh, shining light moments every once in a while. And it's like, make sure you go, okay, this is worth it. I'm mm-hmm. down. This is cool. It is. That's what, well, I had to know because I know it's yeah. hard and I know there's a lot of things, but I oh, know there ha- also has to be a reason where you're like, okay, I get it. This makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you're so, like, yeah. As you have a big sigh, you're like, yes. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing about Heck everything yeah. and talking with me and hanging Hell out yeah. this weekend. Can you tell the people where they can find you on all the things? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can definitely find me on Be Real. I'm, I'm for sure there. <laughs> the sarcasm is real with oh, this yeah, one. Oh, yeah, Be Real. <laughs> I'll be real with you. I ain't on Be Real, and I ain't on TikTok, um, but I am on the OGs. I'm on Instagram, and I'm on Twitter, and you can find me at Scuba Steve Radio. Mm-hmm. That, that is, symbol, Scuba Steve Radio. That is true, and even at the OOG. MySpace, if you I can find it. My, if you can find it. I, I don't even know if I want to tell you because the URL still works and there's photos there and I'm not proud of some of the photos maybe. <laughs> but if you're really good at sleuthing and figuring things out and putting some pieces together, you can find my MySpace account. Well, hey, if you find his MySpace account, make sure you follow him and maybe he'll, you'll become one of his top eight friends. Top eight friends, maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because nobody else is on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some are still there, but like the, the, the page is like the, the image is broken because uh-huh. it no longer exists. Oh my yeah. goodness. Well, you can find me on all the things at WebGirlMorgan, all the OG and the new things because, you know, I gotta. But the show is also on all the things because they gotta too. Well, also technically me. At Bobby Bone Show on all the things that you can follow us and listen to the show. Make sure you follow the podcast. But, yeah, listen to the show. We work really hard to put this dang thing together. No, okay? we, we don't work at all, apparently, to some of y'all. We don't yeah, some work of you. Oh, I love all. when someone's like, you just got to just wake up and crack the mic and start talking. I was like, oh, I wish it was that easy. <sighs> and the shows that do do that, you can tell that they literally just roll out of bed and start talking because the show sounds like, but. <laughs> and on that note, yeah. <laughs> happy weekend, friends. Scuba, thanks again. I hope you Heck have a yeah. good weekend. Thank you, too. I appreciate it. Have fun at the Super Secret Show. Super secret show. I yeah. will. And yeah. I'm also, I am doing something very exciting this weekend. What's that? Trapeze. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you told me that. I Heck yeah. I'm very excited. Hell yeah. That's so cool. So. I can't wait to see the video. Hopefully I don't online. die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you will see them. You won't die, but just hopefully you don't injure yourself. That's true. But Scuba, I do everything for the plot. True, true, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's possible that that po- <laughs> becomes a plot line. <laughs> Go hard, have fun. Come home hungry. Oh, bye y'all. <laughs> the Bobby Bones Show. Uh-huh. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.